0: All right, well, here with us is Mary Amy and Jessica Jones for our 100th episode, and hopefully Heidi Pop will join us here shortly. I think she's having trouble trying to get on or whatever, but anyways, uh, I think today we're just going to have a fun chit-chat to catch up with our previous guests and uh, see what's going on in their life. If there's any new events, podcasts, or projects they're working on, we like to hear it, and we're just going to crack some jokes in between and talk about some other Uh, latest UFO news or stories. So yeah, Uh, Amy, I want you to tell us a little bit about what's going on in your life. How was your summer? What's new? Any new projects?
1: I want to say thank you so much for inviting me here for the 100th episode. And I feel like I'm going to be a viewer because I can't wait to hear everything that Jessica has to say because she's been out in the woods and I want to hear all the stories myself. Um, I've been doing my YouTube channel uh, which is living in the light, and I give and and um, I have topics, and I give uh, some lessons in psychic phenomenon with telepathy and uh, working on your clairvoyance and your clair senses. And I'm actually putting together with someone a Roku channel, and I'm adding content. And the very first video is the basics of telepathy. So I hope that people are going to enjoy that and figure out. And realize that they all have these advanced abilities within them. It's just that they've been crushed and crushed. And so now we are going to actually bring ourselves to the fifth dimension and open up our hearts and have a higher consciousness and higher awareness. And that's what I've been doing.
0: We have to get more in depth about this uh telepathy and like how to are you, are you teaching people how to break through well, that barrier of fragmentation? Using telepathy. You
1: yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's really. You know what it is kind of a breakthrough you're absolutely correct i think it's about activating your abilities and everyone is one million percent capable of of uh, mastering at least one of their clair senses, possibly three if not all of them um and it's just about practice and it's you're doing exercises and you're stretching yourself and stretching your senses, because we haven't really been nurtured in this we more like go to the classroom, sit in a chair, learn this information and spit it back out. It's not about, unless you were from a family, maybe that nurtured you when it came to your imagination or you're a writer, you're in the dramatic field or an artist, you kind of compressed your brain. So all I'm doing is helping to show that you can activate it. Now it's baby steps. It doesn't come in one second. Although there are those of us who are from maybe a family of gypsies or mediums or psychics or channelers or or clairvoyants. And they have this natural ability that, that has been open all along. But all everyone here, and I believe Jessica has already tapped into some of this because she does some remote viewing. I hope I'm not giving away a secret. Um, And so that's just really what I'm here for because I believe this is where the world is going. We're all gonna be speaking telepathically and we can. And this is how we're gonna communicate.
0: It kind of reminds me of the movie, Carrie. I like how she uh, develops her psychic and telepathy or figure (laughs) out she has it. And she actually goes to the library and studies how I even like it even more. And uh, again, I love that movie. It's kind of reminded me of Carrie for some reason, but yeah, very cool.
2: But Jessica, tell us uh, more about what is going on in your life lately. Oh my gosh. Hey,
3: thank you guys so much for having me today. And I think that uh, Mary, Amy, we're going to be good friends because you and I are on a similar mission. Yes. here and uh and the things that I talk about on my shows you know I am a I have a YouTube channel I'm it's called the cryptid huntress and I'm a, a weekend host at Space.Radio. Radio uh and I, I my specialty is cryptids okay like bigfoot and dogman and any kind of monsters that lurk around in the woods or under the bed okay that's my specialty uh but I'm also trained in remote viewing and uh and I was trained in remote viewing by the head of my bigfoot field research team and, uh, and so we do, I do a lot of remote viewing of uh, blind targets. A lot of them involve um, cryptid sightings like Dogman and Bigfoot stuff. Um, so it's, it's a lot of fun. You guys can check out my stuff. It's over on my YouTube channel, The Cryptid Hunters. But uh, but yeah, I, I do like to to encourage my audience to uh, tap into their psychic abilities. And I do, I the same as you, Mary, Amy, I'm telling everybody, decalcify that pineal gland you know and uh quit drinking all that fluoridated water and stuff um and just to do exercises to build your psychic muscles um people have no idea the power that we hold as humans uh to have these enhanced human capabilities um it's so important for us to tap in and you know communicate with each other telepathically in that carrie movie by the way, Dustin. She's really tapping into her psychokinetic abilities, her PK. Okay, and uh, and we can all do that. Listen, I when I was younger, I've watched objects levitating off the table right in front of me and just sitting in the air. Okay, I've I've watched it. Now at the time, I thought it was a ghost, but looking back on it, I think that was me doing that. Okay, I think it was me, um, but I don't know for positive. Okay, but uh, but we do have the ability to do stuff like that. Um, and so I'm I'm super excited to be here today to talk to you guys about this stuff. Um, I, I've i mostly been just doing stuff out in the woods recently. Uh, I I spoke at a Bigfoot festival last weekend. Like I said, my life revolves around Bigfoot for the most part. So, um, but yeah, I've, I've been spending a lot of time out in the field with my teams. Uh, we work on a project called the Meadow Project. It's at an undisclosed location here in the south. Uh, and before we, 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 hit that live button today, I was telling you guys about, uh, the portal incident that we've had and we documented, we have a lot of high strangeness out there in the field that I'm going to say a lot of it can't really be explained, but, um, but we've, we've documented a lot of stuff that a lot of people have not documented, um, as far as people turning into fireballs and shooting across the field and stuff. So I know it sounds weird, but, uh. There may be a documentary coming out this year, this next year, where everybody will get to see a lot of our footage. Um, so, yeah, it's it, there's never a dull moment over here with the Cryptid Huntress and the crew. So, yeah. oh, yeah, definitely.
2: Always, always busy. Um, interesting. So you're into Bigfoot a lot. And Mary Amy just told us before we hit the live button um, that she's also interested in in, uh, in Bigfoot. And that she thinks that Bigfoot might be uh, metaphysical... I mean, she's a metaphysical
1: species of alien, an extraterrestrial, extraterrestrial and that's he travels in and out. And mm. uh, he, he seems like he might just be from another planet, and he's either coming back and forth to, to this, to, he's from an off planet, he's coming here, and um, that's why you can't catch him. Because guess what? You, us America, Americans that we are we we don't have those talents that they have and they're also what six to ten feet tall and um I know they have a strong odor and you know when they're around however I don't think that they're sending if they send do that what is that flighter fight thing where they freeze you they can they can zap you and hold you where
3: you're like oh and you can't move mm-hmm. right? infrasound yeah. infrasound, that kind of stuff that does happen. I got zapped uh, about two weeks ago out in the field. I did.
0: Really? So what, sure does that did. Feel, what does that feel like? Is it like, a
3: just, well,
0: is it like a numbing feeling or is it just kind of, you're stopping your tracks? You just can't move. Like it, it was well, like a fear was, type. of.
3: yeah, kind of. Well, what, what happened to me was I didn't get scared or anything. We knew there was a big foot there. We had just spotted one and we had been <laughs> watching it through our night vision and our fleers uh, as a matter of fact i had my son with me uh, for the first time at night and was able to sh- let him look through the night vision uh binoculars to see this bigfoot that was sitting down and peeking out behind a tree at us and as we were you know the the bigfoot disappeared you know and yes they do disappear i do believe that there could be some sort of interdimensional element to the Bigfoots, and uh and i have i came out guns blazing when i went public with my research uh, I've always said I think that there's an interdimensional supernatural element to Bigfoot, and I had been researching in the field for at least ten years before I ever spoke publicly about it. So I've been doing this for a while. So uh, I've had enough experience to know that I believe there's a, a supernatural element. Excuse me. Oh
2: my gosh! And I want to refer I to. Like to... Oh, <laughs> <covers>. oh my <laughs> goodness!
1: Hang <laughs> on there, what flashes. Is he, is is the problem? we have having a seizures baby? now. I want to. I'm so sorry, what the I heck? want to
2: refer to something that Mary Amy said a few minutes ago, and um, I also like the idea that Bigfoot, if there is such a thing as Bigfoot, could be an interdimensional being or whatever, or an alien being. Mm-hmm. It makes perfectly sense for me. And you mentioned the the the, the bad smell, the, the the strong odor. uh, when Bigfoots are are around. And what came to my mind was the alien slash UFO case in Virginia, in Brazil. Have you heard about it? Were this... I did.
1: Are you talking about with the Mexico, where they said they found the little men? The no, little no, guys? no.
2: Oh, no. There was this uh, very it's A pretty, <laughs> pretty well known uh, UFO case where UFO um, crashed in Virginia, in, in Brazil and um beings have been seen there was this three girls who have seen one of these beings crouched down at a wall and this being was uh, obviously very frightened and it stank like very bad it had a very bad stench to it and this is what uh, when later when they catched one of these things and brought it to the hospital they had to close close the hospital for, I think, three days because of the of the smell, also of the smell. Not only because of the smell, but uh, there was another reason why they had to close this hospital for, I think, two or three days because they couldn't get rid of the stench. And I think it could be a similarity. Very interesting.
0: Yeah, and the fact that it smelled like burning tires, I heard. And the guy who actually physically touched this being died of... This stench could, he can he can get the stench off of him too. And he touched it. it. Well, yeah, he he carried this this thing. Yeah, he touched
2: yeah, the, He said the, the skin, it felt like silicone or something like that. And
0: right. And then the, the fact that these three girls saw this one crouching down by the wall and it, it looked like it was asking for help. You know, it was scared. Um the girls were actually petrified too of the, you know, looking at this goddamn thing, and is it broad daylight, right? This is fucking like fuck. And it kind of makes you think too, was it las vegas where they had that uh blue uh blue light come out and crash land in someone's uh, backyard and uh some hispanic family called Mm -hmm. the police and said there's a huge fucking alien in the fucking backyard like (laughs) again uh they they are they are here they are appearing and they just like the bigfoot they're just kind of like they can just disappear and reappear whenever they want almost like that one case where this guy shot at a Bigfoot very up close and it turned into dust. like just kind of evaporated. It's just like, what
3: yeah. the fuck? well, you know, I, I tend to think that they are able to access earth's natural portals. Okay. And and that's, that's one theory. Um, And I have done some remote viewing on this. I have been assigned blind remote viewing targets, uh, especially by my buddy, Barry Littleton. He sends me a uh, blind coordinates pretty often for the type of remote viewing that I do. And, uh, and I, I do believe that cryptids and even humans are able to access these portals. And I do think that, that there is a correlation between like the solar flares and things that have with, to do with our sun's solar cycles and moon cycles and all this stuff. They're able to, I mean, these are, a lot of them are like ancient beings, in my opinion. I think some of them could be extraterrestrial. Who's to say they're not entering these portals and going elsewhere, you know, to other planets and stuff, other dimensions. We just really don't know. We really don't know. Um, But yeah, but also there's another theory that they have chlorophyll in their hair uh, as far as the Bigfoots go. And so they're able to, um, let's just say they can camouflage really well. Uh, I mean, I've had what I believe to be a cloaked Bigfoot that ran up behind me one night and knocked my legs out from underneath me. And it kept running. I mean, there was something there, but I couldn't see it. Uh, and I was out there bigfooting, so I just assumed it could have been a, a cloaked juvenile bigfoot or something. But um, we're just not sure. But they can disappear right before your eyes, and that includes their track lines. When we're out there hunting the bigfoots, and by hunting I don't mean hurting them, but you know, searching for them, um, sometimes their their footprints, their track lines will just disappear as if they just vanished into thin air. Hmm. There's not a whole lot of explanations for that.
2: And there's a Sorry. Oh, to uh, what could be the connection between orbs and Bigfoot? Maybe Mary Amy, do you have uh, knowledge about the orbs?
0: Yeah, I want to
1: say something before we get into the orbs. Um, everything that we're kind of compiling today is based on no proof. I mean, yes, if you're there, you could see it. You've had these experiences, Jessica. But when it comes to anything in this real life phenomenon area, telepathy, psychic, uh clear senses, psychic phenomenon, um, paranormal, the more that you open up and you say like, okay, anything's possible. I'm going to take away any doubt. Then the more of this is going to come into your life. That's what I realized. And I just want to say that for the viewers. So if you're interested in this, if you're like, no, 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 it's impossible. And guess what? You're not going to have these experiences, but the more that you're like, okay, I'm going to push away doubt. I don't have any proof. I have to trust my senses. You will have these experiences. Um, I have had experiences with orbs. And it's funny because I put this back trap behind me because the last time I shot with this, there was all these, uh, not all of these, but there was, you could see when you played it back, the little white orbs. I'll be curious to say. I've heard um, from some investigators, they've gone out into the forests or the woods and they've been present with a Bigfoot a Sasquatch and they have uh, had an experience with white orbs I don't know if they're if they are capsules of a spaceship or they are an angelic ethereal beings Um, like I don't know I mean I think there's some kind of connection because there seems to be some kind of from time to time, these white orbs. Have you had that experience, Jessica? Have you seen any of these white orbs?
3: I mean, that's the one constant that we have out in the field is we always see orbs. And, uh, and we have such a variety of orbs that we've experienced from transparent, translucent orbs that just float around and come, you know, float into our tents while we're out in the woods sleeping and they just check us out. Uh, to orbs with faces in them that we've captured on our um, our game cams and our night vision cameras that we put around the, the camp at night. I mean, we've also had orbs that are different colors and things that will form into shapes like triangular formations and chase us out of the woods. Like we've had instances where my teammates were chased out of the woods by a bunch of orbs that formed into a triangle uh, in the woods. Um, we have all sorts of different Types of orbs, like I said, and the last time I experienced an orb was not that long ago. Um, I was out in the field and we were we were surrounded by Sasquatch and we we could feel it. We knew they were there. And I guess it was the last two times I was out there, actually, at uh, this one particular location in North Georgia. Um, w- Uh, one of the guys that was out there with me he and i both were seeing orange orbs in the tree line so we saw these orange orbs and i saw one shoot through the trees and right as the the color in it disappeared i heard a like a growl and a huff all at the same time right after i saw the orb shoot through the tree and so right where that orb was there was the huff so of course i had to make sure there wasn't a bear in the woods uh we turned the flashlights on and we looked and there was no bear there. Uh, we assume that was a Bigfoot. But the question is, what was that orb? Now, is that some sort of like non-corporeal form that this thing has taken and then it turns into a Bigfoot? Or is that the the Bigfoot coming out of a portal? I mean, I don't know, but it happened. And, uh, and so I, I don't have the answers, but I have the experience that I can talk about.
2: Do you think that uh, the different colors of uh, these orbs has a meaning.
3: I do. Uh, a lot of times, I, I don't know what that meaning is, but uh, a lot of times when we're having Bigfoot experiences, we'll see like an orange or a brown orb. Um, but most of the time, the orbs are white, bluish color. It just depends. I mean, I've seen orbs. I have a my one of my good friends has a video. Uh, that he has not released to the public um the person who gave him this video was with Mufon, and she's since passed away and she was determined not to release this because people would get mad at her but this was um, a a video i'm I'm trying to get this guy to release this on my show okay um but there were it was somebody's backyard and it was like a cctv camera and there were these orbs that shot down past the camera and they looked metallic like gray silver color and um and they shoot past the camera and they land on the ground and they turn into gray aliens and they start running around like they look like a chicken with their head cut off okay and they but they run all the, the movements are so odd and their heads are like behind them and their legs are in front of them and they're flopping around and then eventually they turn back into orbs and they shoot past the camera again so we, I've that's seen the video every, every time I see my friend, I ask him to see the video again
0: wow. uh, because
3: it, it kept me up at night. It really yeah, has
0: trippy it's, as hell. It's,
3: it's very wow. trippy, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's a real video and uh, hopefully, hopefully he'll, uh, he'll let, he'll let us release it one day.
0: I was going to say, I think Daniel might have to share a video that he recently caught on his uh, security camera at his property at, the other day you sent me a few videos of something you can't really explain it's this this orb that's kind of like even like a kind of looks like an egg shape but yeah. again very weird movement and it's come in and out sit still and i don't know if daniel could share the video but uh or do you want to describe more of what you saw it was pretty interesting
2: well it's not on my computer but uh, it was very interesting indeed. maybe I um can uh, show it in the edit. I edit it in later but um i what what Jessica just told us is very interesting because it also makes perfectly sense when you hear stories about abduction cases or people have close encounters with aliens in their bedroom or wherever they they suddenly hear they appear, bam, they're there, and yeah, maybe these orbs are some kind of transport vehicle. I don't know how to put it in words, but it's a way to get someone or something from A to B. Makes sense for me. It's some or sort these... of
3: technology maybe, you know. I don't know. It's it's just so it's hard to wrap your head around seeing something like that. It doesn't seem real, but it's very real. Uh, from what I saw and so it literally kept me up at night trying to decipher what I had seen to try to take that in because it's just like with a Bigfoot you know when you're out in the field and you see a Bigfoot or somebody has like a dogman sighting a werewolf sighting it takes a while for your brain to process what you've experienced because it's not supposed to exist Uh, And so what I like to say, this is my, this is kind of like my motto, my saying is that we're raising the consciousness of the planet, one Bigfoot sighting at a time. (laughs) Okay. Because it really does force you to kind of get outside of that box, this 3D matrix that we live in. Um, When you experience something like a Bigfoot sighting, uh, when you have, when you see something that's not supposed to exist and it's so hard to wrap your head around it. Uh, It's kind of forcing your consciousness up a level or two personally. That's what I think.
1: I believe any of these experiences experiences that we have when it comes to the paranormal or if it's orbs or if it's Bigfoot or UFOs, UAPs, uh, you you have to trust yourself and um, trust your senses because it's not just what you're seeing with your eyes these experiences and encounters, you feel different. It brings some kind of weird physical energy that you're not accustomed to. So, um, that's kind of the proof, you know, like when it's been the orbs I had, I had met this one person and, um, th- this was years ago and they'd come into my apartment and they had showed me at their home that they had all these orbs like in their home, like hundreds of them. Then they came into my home and brought the orbs and then I saw purple ones and blue ones and they, they were like this big. And I I took a video and then I, when I watched the video, the feeling that I got, I had to delete the video. It was, it was something that I had never felt. I don't know if you felt that way or any of you have felt that during one
3: of these experiences. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I've actually brought orbs home with me from an expedition that I went on and uh, and that we call them hitchhikers, I guess. And I had never had that happen before and I've never had it happen since, but uh, I was out at the meadow where we do some of our research and I came home one Saturday. It was the same exact night that the team was having uh, the portal experience. Uh, I had a small child, so I had to come home after a night or two out there to go take care of my, my kid and, uh, and that was the night that the portal opened up. And we did that uh, video of, of the portal out in the meadow. And all the while, I, I get home at the exact same time that they're having that experience. There are orbs f- dancing around my son who is on uh, the elliptical machine playing around. He was only like two or three years old. And, uh, and my, my husband at the time was filming him just looking cute on the elliptical machine, you know, just filming and, and you know, his video, um, his camera phone. Or video on his whatever you call it on a cell phone and uh and so my son was just talking and um looking cute and suddenly these two orbs showed up and they started dancing around his head and all around him and uh and so he had that on film on video and he called me into the living it was in the living room we had a elliptical machine in our living room so but uh but he he called me in and and I walk in, and you can hear me say, "What are those? Are those bugs?" And uh, And my son goes, "No, mom, ball, ball." And so my son's watching them and following them with his finger, and I'm watching them. His dad could not see the oars with his own eyes. My son and I could, and his dad could not, but he could see them through the the screen on his phone as he was filming it so and then eventually as we're watching these orbs these two little balls of light were dancing around him the orb, one of the orbs shot shot towards the camera and you could see it shoot towards the camera and the it shut the power off on the phone okay so that told me that not everybody can see what i see not everybody can see what my son sees my his dad could not see those things at all except for through his this technology so it kind of answers some questions for me when it comes to people not, I'm not gonna say not believing us when we say we see these things, but it's just, they're not on that frequency that we're on to be able to have these experiences.
2: Mm. Um, Mary Amy, do you think it's possible to communicate with these orbs?
3: Yes, because when you say
1: certain words, like one of the words, whenever I mentioned UFOs, more of them came and then they hang out here and then they move over here and then, and then they go slower. And yeah, absolutely, you can totally communicate, they know. I mean, I think that we have no idea the technology. I I mean, obviously some of these aliens, extraterrestrial species have technology that we can't even imagine because it's hundreds of thousands of years beyond what we can even comprehend. Um, And I'm just gonna bring up a little, something that happened to me. I was speaking about one of my topics uh during one of my shows and it was probably a no-no topic and then I got zapped with some kind of uh, frequency and and I didn't I, I felt like nauseous I saw these this very strange light and and then I after I got off I I felt very weird And I don't know if that was man-made technology or that was reverse alien technology, but it was some powerful technology. And, and then I thought, is that just my mind? Like, did that just happen? And then the next show, I mentioned it again and it happens. So I said, okay, this is real, but get, getting back to communicating. Absolutely. I think we are communicating with different extraterrestrials and aliens and otherworldly beings right now by what we're talking about and maybe after this some of us will get some strange dreams or encounters or experiences
3: just because we're talking about it today yeah oh my gosh that reminds me can I tell y'all a a quick story real quick so the first time I went out bigfooting we had a massive ufo like a a pretty close encounter with a low-flying ufo possible well, all I'm gonna say is like the head of my team told us this is before I was actually on their team, he suggested that we start studying alien abductions. And hmm. uh, and that was I I just went out there to look for Bigfoot, not to get abducted <laughs> by aliens. Okay. And so right. and so I it freaked me out a little bit, but um, but I'd had this encounter, I didn't really know what had happened. Uh we assumed it could have been some ET activity out in the field. And so I start researching alien abductions. I'm reading all these books like communion and the threat and things like that. And I, I woke up, I started having ETs in my bedroom at night. Okay. So I believe that I, I don't know if I manifested it from researching it or just tuning into that frequency. And and also like, had I been being abducted since I was a kid and all these Mm -hmm. ghosts that I thought I'd been seeing were actually ETs. Um, you know your your perspective like really starts changing once you start opening up to this stuff and you start tuning into it so you start noticing it and then maybe you're not having more experiences with it you're just having more experiences that you can remember now mm. or you're aware of
2: yeah and, and once you come to the conclusion that everything is connected every phenomena is is connected with each other so it's could it's possible that yeah. all these ghosts you've seen and uh, could be aliens. Why not? Because I think, like I said, I think I think that everything is connected. Bigfoot sightings, ghost apparitions, um, cattle mutilations—everything, every phenomena is connected somehow, and we are all we also are a part of it. I agree. Yeah. And uh, Jessica, before I forget, um, we talked about uh, this case in uh, Brazil not too long ago. I think. And uh, wanted to talk about wanted to talk about it with you. Um, I think you did a remote viewing session on another case, another strange case in I think South South America, where the, I think it was called the flying goblins or, or however they call them.
3: Yeah. Oh. Okay. I've d- I've done cases on several different types of ETS and aliens. There was a case out of Peru where they called them the face peelers. Yeah, that would be the one. Okay, Yeah, actually, I that was given to me as a blind target. And uh, and so I didn't know what I was looking at. I did come up with extraterrestrials, but they weren't actually from outer space. They were from like an inner Earth scenario, um, which I think a lot of these ETs actually are from inner Earth. I know that sounds wild to some people, but uh, through this remote viewing data that I get, a lot of the ETs that people encounter are actually from inner Earth it's just my data so um but yeah they were they were absolutely um they're they eat humans the one these particular ones did and uh and so that was a, a very odd case that was out of brazil that was recent i'm uh, not brazil peru that was out of peru a uh, pretty recent case uh where people were i don't know i guess like a village i guess some aliens have been attacking a village in peru oh so God yeah they were they were peeling peeling the skin off people's faces i know that sounds horrible uh they're called the face peelers
2: these peelers there was the yeah. part about a young girl i think she was only 15 or 16 years old who got yeah most yeah. of her face jesus christ
3: written. well and they were they were trying to what what i found in the data was that they were it was almost like there was an active cover-up it was like the aliens were allowed to go out and eat people it was almost like they were instructed to like go do it oh, for public shoot. consumption i know that sounds terrible but this was this is what we discussed on my show there but some people were claiming that it was i think it was like cartels were out there with um hoverboards okay so like they had <laughs> men with like jet packs on and hoverboards or something that were um that were attacking the village. Okay, so that, and and this girl was holding up a phone that looked like a man that had a jetpack on. So the whole thing was like, oh, no, it's jetpacks, people in jetpacks, it's humans. But actually, I don't think it was jetpacks at all. I think it was, I think it was actual aliens. So,
2: well, yeah, in the picture, it it looks like a jetpack, to be honest, but how could you fly such a jetpack in in the woods? I well, yeah.
3: I, well, that that picture was actually uh, somebody tracked that picture down. That was that was a picture taken somewhere else, and so what the, the story goes, like what people were saying is that that girl holding up the picture, it was like somebody took a screenshot of another picture from another location that they found on the online, and so she was holding it up like that was evidence, like oh these men are in jetpacks. We took this, but actually that picture was tracked down. They could find the source of it, and it wasn't in Peru.
2: Yeah. So the famous yeah. jetpack picture is fake. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it was
3: a real picture of a man in a jetpack, but it wasn't from that location, from what I was told.
2: I'm really into remote viewing. I like the topic remote viewing, and I like that it's somewhat similar to telepathy, as Mary Amy is into. Um, are uh the the way you get into telepathy and uh, remote viewing is is it similar, Mary Amy, maybe?
1: Um, I will. I believe it's basically you. Fall. You can start by basically you're tuning into your senses. That's where it's not out here. It's all here. So you basically are tuning in to each of your senses, whether it's your heart, your claircognition, your clairaudience, your hearing, your clairvoyance, your seeing, maybe your claircognizance, your sense of feeling, your smell, your taste, and basically you're becoming more and more aware of you and you're accepting you, you're trusting your emotions, your feelings, and you start there and then you go inward. And I mean, I guess you're actually putting yourself in a little bit of a trance that you are connecting beyond this world that we're in through your frequency. And as you raise your frequency, which you open up more and more and more, and you stretch yourself more and more and more, you will be able to maybe become a remote viewer maybe become a channeler you are definitely capable like I said early on of mastering at least one of the one of the clear senses so yes remote viewing is is um something that can be taught I know they taught that in the military I know they've taught a lot of um uh a lot of the military that went overseas for targets to be able to see the target and choose to shoot at it through remote viewing I know that. Um, I know that remote viewing can just simply be tuning in and having a location. I mean, this is just my experience. I know that Jessica is is more advanced at this. You can remote view and do any of these abilities without even um, realizing it. As soon as you start stretching yourself, maybe you're standing next to somebody and all of a sudden you have a taste in your mouth and it's like cinnamon because they're sister or brother or they're thinking of cinnamon you you be get, become more and more aware and your abilities start to extend beyond anything you can imagine you might be able to predict through a hunch of something that's going to happen today or tomorrow or start to have premonition dreams or have visions but it's all it is all connected and you just become more and more open
2: interesting Jessica what's your thoughts
3: yeah yeah Absolutely. I mean, well, well, the type of remote viewing I do is actually the military type of remote viewing, and I was taught by people who are well versed in it. Let's just say, and uh, and so, and it, I've gone through years and years of training in that, and uh, and so, yeah. To me, it's like so remote viewing to me is like a scientific way of harnessing your psychic abilities. If that makes sense, and uh, and so, yeah. I mean. There's, there's different modes of remote viewing. You know, I, I usually do coordinate remote viewing where I'm given just a set of numbers and uh, it's just a set of, co- well, we call them coordinates, but they're really just random numbers that are assigned to a, a, a target. And I don't know what that target is. I just have these numbers and I sit down and there's a process that I go through. Um, and if it's just CRV or coordinate remote viewing, I'll just sit down with a pen and some paper, some blank sheets of printer paper and uh and I, I you know write out my charts and then i just write the numbers down and I do some automatic writing and all my aperture opens up and all this information floods in and so anybody who claims that they don't have a ounce of psychic ability in their body can can learn how to remote view because we're all psychic honestly and it is just using our psychic muscles and stuff um but there's also like the um energetic remote viewing where we are kind of in a trance state um and you do you do kind of meditate and you get into you go into theta you know and a lot of people fall asleep while they're doing it okay (laughs) especially when you're learning how to do it Uh, because it is almost kind of tiptoeing in that dream state to get information out of the out of the matrix is what i like to say um but yeah there's different types of remote viewing and a lot of people um Remote view, not not the type of remote viewing that I do, you know, mine is super scientific and very military type based stuff. Uh, but there's also remote viewing where you're just kind of like astral traveling and stuff, too, and just picking up on things. And and some of the um, some of the ways that we were taught remote viewing and some of the exercises that we do are just noticing energy shifts. Uh, this is stuff that people anybody can learn and anybody can harness and practice and it's just feeling people's energy you know people that you meet like what kind of what kind of mood is that is your partner in right now or your even your dog or your cat uh feel the energy shifts in the room when you walk from the kitchen to the dining room was there an energy shift you know notice the differences. Um, you know, we even use things like dowsing rods sometimes, and that's just a, a tool to measure energy changes and things like that. You know, we we did exercises when we were learning remote viewing on people's energy projections. And so we would partner up and we would, uh, one person would hold the dowsing rods and the other person would project being angry at that person, at the other person. And as you walk towards them, your dowsing rods are going to start moving with the energy like he, if, if somebody's happy it's going to be different you know uh, because your inner it shows you how your energy really affects the entire environment everywhere you go human beings are like tuning forks okay and so um and especially those of us that really can project our energy we got to be careful um what we do and that's why people are like you know raise your vibe get get high vibe join the high vibe tribe uh because When you're exuding like a good high energy and a good frequency, it affects everybody around you positively. But when you're in like a low vibe and, you know, being like an energy vampire to other people, and there's there's a lot of people like that in this world. There's also a lot of high vibe people, too. Um, But, you know, that that really will that could just suck the energy out of the room and uh, in a bad way. So I'm very mindful of how my energy is and how it affects other people. And I do that from learning remote viewing. I became aware of it.
2: Have you ever done a uh, viewing session on, let's say something out of space?
3: Oh, all the time. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I I've been given the targets of like the Trappist one star system. Um, I was given the remote viewing target of uh, earth's natural weaponized portals. Okay. And I ended up on the sun. I was actually being sucked through a wormhole uh, as I was re- remote viewing and I came out in the sun and that was my part of my data which is really interesting because I, I apparently the sun is a portal and uh, and these are blind targets I don't know what they are I'm just giving a set of numbers so um but I've also remote viewed I, I remote viewed the moon which is a really big no-no and uh and I actually got my very first proverbial knock at my door and I was told to keep my mouth shut about that one that's the only time i've ever been contacted and told hey you better keep your mouth shut or else and i don't know what "or else is i mean it may may not have been that serious but it was kind of serious so um but for whatever reason like i've i've remote viewed so much stuff but that moon it was the the apollo 11 moon landing Hmm. actually
2: I Um, think so yeah i think that uh mary amy and you should do a remote viewing session could be very interesting Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean I it's interesting what you're saying because when you're saying the scientific, I te- I guess I'm I'm much more um, I'm, I'm much more broad broad playing it where I give a suggestion and then I can see because I I receive a vi- a visual, an image, a sound. and it's about how I've learned through the years how to interpret things better or more improved. And um, I I would like to actually try doing some exercises with Jessica, although I have to tell you, I'm not sensing that Jessica has much of fear of anything at this point. She's seen and done just about anything through her remote viewing, and she's open to it. She's like, "Ah, I'm going to make it through
3: whatever it is. No problem. Absolutely. You're so, good. You can pick it up on my energy very well. Yeah, yes. no, I, I, I get you. Jessica. <laughs> yeah. I get you. No, totally. it's all okay.
1: like I, I get. We have. It's funny because we kind of get to the same outcome, but we do it a strategically a different yeah. way. And it's just and 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 either way, it's 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 amazing. Like you're, you're amazing at what you do. I'm um, I'm very excited to watch your channel actually.
3: Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm all right. I don't claim to be an expert in any of this stuff or whatever. I just enjoy doing it. Like I love doing this stuff. I love remote viewing. Remote viewing is like my favorite hobby in the whole world. And, uh, and my entire team is trained in remote viewing, but like none of them remote view as much as I do. <laughs> like they, they've they've learned it and they're like, okay, that's cool. You know, we'll do it. And, and we do it as a team when we're you know about to go out on location to do certain, you know, um, investigations and stuff sometimes, but I really ran with it because I love it. Mm-hmm.
2: I, I also like to watch your channel all the time because you're very enthusiastic and it's a lot of fun watching your channel. Yeah.
3: Thank you. Oh my gosh, thank you. I guess you can tell I love it. I love what I do.
0: Yeah. You're an expert. The fact that you like to go out in the field too. It's not just someone <laughs> behind a computer doing research. but yeah.
3: Totally.
0: Again, awesome.
3: Thank you. Thank
0: you. Uh, did we, did we talk about the cube on, uh, on the record yet, but that you recorded a cube on the, on the heat sensor camera. Uh, can you tell yes. them more about the location and what you were doing there in the first place? And
3: Yes. Well, I did touch on it while ago, because I did mention that my, t- my team didn't encounter what we consider to be a portal. And uh, and that's something that uh, that's part of my team, anomalous studies and observation group. The head of that team is Trey Hudson. He wrote a book called The Meadow Project: Explorations into the South Skinwalker Ranch. And uh, and so we it, we we research this area. It's called the Meadow at an undisclosed location here in the South, and um, it's it rivals that of Skinwalker Ranch. All the activity that we have out there. But one evening, and this is the evening that my son was having the orbs all over all around him. I had been out with the team that week, and I went home that day uh, to go be with my kid. And uh, and the the team had I, I missed the portal personally, okay. But the whole the rest of the team was out there. Um, but they we start off as a big team. We usually disperse into smaller teams at night, and um, and we went out to the meadow. And what the, what will happen is the teams will divide up, and they'll be strategically placed all around the meadow kind of in the tree lines and the backside of the meadow and the front and you know uh, where you first walk in and they'll just sit there and we just go observe okay we're not out there like provoking any kind of activity we're just observing and um that particular night uh team one we'll just call them team one it was uh two two guys and okay it was david and terry and Kristen, okay the three three man team and uh and they're sitting there looking in the meadow and they have their night vision their flares you know just kind of observing listening feeling uh, any kind of um, energy changes and stuff like that and david noticed through his flare which is um like kind of like night vision i guess for people who aren't familiar with the flare is um, but he noticed that a, a square, like a cube, had kind of like shown up in the in the open meadow. And this is just like an open grassy area, a couple of acres, I guess, about an acre wide on this particular side. And there's a tree line all around it, deep woods all around it. And uh, and this cube shows up, and he could only see it through his flare, his flare device. And so he passed it his camera over to terry and was like hey do you see what i'm seeing do you see anything weird and terry was like whoa there's a big old square right there and so they radioed over to another team that was across the, the the way that was a little bit closer to it they radioed over to those guys or three of those guys two of them approached the cube Kristen turned on her video device so she had um a FLIR with a recording device so she was recording all of this and, uh, and the two the too many you can see them in the video their heat signatures walking up to where this cube is but they couldn't see it with their naked eyes but they got up to it and as they got closer their heat signatures completely disappeared that is impossible y'all okay like your heat signature should not disappear unless you go behind a tree or something blocks the view your heat your heat signature should not disappear. So it disappeared. Uh, both of them claimed, they said that it was like walking into a black velvet curtain. The temperature changed, the vegetation on the ground changed, the stars disappeared. And um, and they stayed in there for about a minute or a little bit over a minute, and they decided something was just off. So they kind of backed out, but they they honestly didn't know they were backing out of anything. But they knew that something was off they're both trained in remote viewing just like myself both of them are uh retired uh, military and um trained in re- their remote viewers okay so they know about energy shifts and stuff and so they walked out of it their heat signatures reappeared and as it reappeared the cube shrunk down in size and then it moved and it it kind of like floated away it disappeared um so they didn't know, no, we we didn't know what that was. Okay, like, is that a spaceship? What is it? I mean, we what we did for lack of a better term, we called it a portal. Okay, so that's what we call the portal. Uh, since that happened, that's been about at least five years ago since that happened. Um, since then, there's been a lot of talk of portals or not portals, but cubes. Uh, even in that David Politis movie, The Missing 411 about the spaceships, I guess, uh, somebody sent me a clip from that where there's um, a gentleman talking about a cube that he encountered that was see-through, kind of similar to what my team encountered, uh, but he he was calling it a spaceship, I believe. So um, who's to say? Uh, we, we still don't know exactly what that was. I do know there was a dose of radiation. Uh, both of those gentlemen did get sick after that event, and I got some pretty serious health problems. So it's uh, it's, It can be kind of dangerous out there exploring these things.
2: <laughs> yeah, sounds like, wow, interesting story. I wonder what it's all about. Very interesting.
3: Yes. I mean, it could be that it could have been something like, because people are always asking, where are these missing people going out of the national parks? What if they're sure. walking into these cubes and then they're being like taken away in a cube? I mean, what if that's where the Bigfoots are coming in and out of? I mean, we we don't know.
0: Yeah, it's like that one case with the the airplane that had the three uh, orbs flying around it, and then it disappears. The whole plane just disappears. I don't know if you saw that video recently, it came out. Out
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, it's pretty freaky. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh man! I, again, that was awesome stories. I think we're gonna wrap it up here for now. It's too bad. Uh, Heidi didn't get to join us today, but uh, yeah. Again, that was awesome. They catch up with you guys and seeing what you guys were up to since the last time we had our chit chat. And uh, yeah, if there's anything right now that you guys want to tell our audience how to reach you guys, like um, uh, your YouTube channel or podcast or any links to uh, contact you guys, Amy?
1: Uh, Mary. Um, yeah, you can find me on YouTube. It's under Mary Amy. A Living in the Light, just put put in Mary Amy, uh, and you can find, I have a few books online on Amazon. Uh, I have Earthly and the Gemstones, which is a children's book, and I have My Dream Journal, a a personal diary of messages, signs, and symbols, and you can uh, fill in entries. So you put a description, the date, and the time, and you keep track of your dreams, because I I think I know that's the way to your synchronicity and finding out your inner life and it will help guide you. Um, I also want to talk to Jessica later and find out exactly why she's driven to do
3: all this remote viewing and what is she trying to find? Oh my gosh I'm trying to d- unravel all these mysteries of the world, okay I mean I don't I don't want to wait till I'm dead to find out all the answers okay so. I'm doing a. I'm kind of. I'm doing a I'm kind of cheating. Okay, <laughs> finding out, finding out some answers to this stuff. Um, but yeah. Well, I I can be found on my my YouTube channel or my website. Actually, go to my website, y'all. It's uh thecryptedhuntress and uh, all of my my YouTube links, my social media links are there. All of my shows are posted on my website. Uh, any events that I'm going to be speaking at, they're all there on the website. Uh, and I also have a shop there. Um, I actually do like tarot card, Oracle card readings and stuff. Uh, and you could so you can book one of those with me there. And um, and I have a shop. It's called War Woman Goods. I sell like old Native American uh, jewelry and stuff. So um, all that's on my website. Y'all can go find me there. And, and please subscribe to my YouTube channel. That's the Cryptid Huntress over on YouTube. Oh, and also I can't forget... I'm a weekend host at Spaced Out Radio, so y'all can find me there on the weekends every Saturday and Sunday night, and uh, you can find that on YouTube. Just look for uh, Spaced Out Radio.